G'day citizens of the People's Game, and welcome to the COVID Chronicles, presented by Sporting Chance magazine. With Victoria back in Stage 3 lockdown, and potentially other states to soon follow, and with nearly no commutes to listen to full-length podcasts, we thought it'd be beneficial to touch base with you daily over the next six weeks to chat footy, tell each other to get through these challenging periods, and to hopefully add a few moments of levity to your day. Today's episode is entitled Day Zero, Footy Continues, and is a conversation between myself and co-host Jack Bannister about what part of our lives footy occupies in the era of the new normal, and whether there are any positives to come out of the post-shutdown 2020 season. Please note that this conversation was recorded before the Round 2 clash between Richmond and Collingwood, and as such, a few of the COVID protocols mentioned may be a little out of date, but the sentiments still ring true. Join us now as we ask ourselves, in these unprecedented times, does footy still fulfil us? Jamie, are you excited, mate? Because I feel like you might not be excited. Yeah, you said footy's on the cusp, but I feel like you're almost not ready for it. Did so, you not miss footy? We're, re- we're recording this on a Wednesday, so Richmond Collingwood is, yeah, 24 hours away. No, like I missed it. But I think that the kind of problem with football at the moment, and I think the thing that a lot of people will grapple with is the kind of ridiculousness or difference of the experience now in terms of what it will be for a lot of 2020. Um, I mean, there's been positive signs in terms of they're letting some some people into the showdown and some people in um, at um, the showgrounds in Sydney. So there's actually probably more of a chance than we might have previously thought that we'll actually get some sort of crowd or a decent number above, you know, a thousand people back to a game. But I think for the next kind of month or two, we're pretty much resigned to kind of watching throughout TVs, which is just a very kind of abnormal or different fan experience. And I think one that will probably, I think for me, it'll probably take a couple of weeks to kind of slip back into kind of a routine based around that. I say that I'm kind of not super excited. I'm really looking forward to not sitting down on Friday and being like, what's on the telly? Because you kind of just know that a lot of that weekend time will be filled by football if you're not doing anything because there'll be stuff on. Yeah. And inevitably now we're probably home more than we are sort of in a normal winter because there's no local footy, etc. cetera. So um, the TV numbers will be pretty interesting to kind of behold this weekend. Yeah, it must be AFL's a little bit of a dream. They've always been wanting to make us a TV product and now they get to do just exactly that. Are you excited to have football back? Like the the machinations and the routine and the but I think you don't really get all of that because going like the routine is like oh going to the game and then everything that you do at the game before and after the game like buying a record and kind of all the nuffy stuff and it's kind of like I'm just in my living room it's kind of like watching a movie you know like and that's kind of I think it'll be really weird to kind of envisage like even more so than all like it's a real game at the actual MCG just with no one there not some kind of fantasy land. Like, and that's that's where it's really strange. It's like, oh, we're having people over tomorrow to watch it. And that's normally like, it's going to feel like just having people over to watch a movie, I reckon. You as reckon? opposed to watching, yeah. Well, because there's like no reason that you wouldn't be at a Richmond Collingwood game. So it's kind of, I'm probably replaying a few of those things for round one mm. again, but also without that like, wait, what the hell is going on? Like, I kind of now have a picture of how the world is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of all just like settled. The sea's kind of calmed. But there's still a bit of like, it's Richmond Collingwood, but it doesn't really feel like Richmond Collingwood. So it's not even like the new normal. It's like something it's kind of like a fake normal to you. Like a... Yeah, like... we're like Because football... Light. I think the best context is like round two normally would be like Richmond Collingwood Thursday night. There'd be all of this coverage around it. You'd kind of start to feel like the world revolved around this. 
and you just can't feel like that. I think I read a couple of articles on the Herald Sun yesterday where they kind of started to tra- – they've basically transitioned out of the, the COVID footy coverage into actual, like, who's playing. And I was like, oh, this is really weird, really, really weird and also not that interesting. Like, I care, but, like, okay, Colin would pick Darcy Cameron. Great. Cool. Good for Darcy. Like, I don't need to discuss it for two hours. Like, that's kind of the vibe, so it's a bit weird. Yeah. Because normally you'd have, like, oh, okay, more importance would be put on it than I think you could put on it. I think it's a natural consequence of – how everything is in the world at the moment. So is, is football now dead to you in that sense though? Or will you get back to that point where you were for the last three years? Because for the last three years, football basically wasn't in, it wasn't all of your life. It made up a huge portion of your life. It would be You'd be regularly talking about football. You would be talking about selections. You would be thinking, oh, is Darcy Cameron the right move, et cetera, et cetera. Who should rock? Is, should it be Nank? Of course it should be Nank. I love Nank. <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. So do you think because of this event... Things will be changed forever. Because if it does, it goes back to our conversation we've had previously this year about, you know, how did football respond to World Wars? How did it respond to the first bout of COVID 12 weeks ago? And I think our conversations there were more along the lines of, yeah, like football has a place regardless of what's happening around the world, but now you seem to be flipped on. No, it definitely has a place. It definitely has a place. I just think that it will take a while to kind of get back to feeling like it, it did before COVID. But then that's probably like just the world. Yeah. take a while to get back to what it felt like before COVID. And so, yeah, no, it's definitely important. I think that I'm, I mean, a lot of people will be really thankful that it is on because I think a lot of the things that, yeah, it'll restore a sense of normalcy. I think the only other thing was like we, we mentioned off air, like AFL media haven't pulled back all of their reporters. Um, even in a media sense, you know, Fox Sports have let a lot of people go. So we're probably coming back into footy with a pretty different media landscape to what we had even when round one was played and I think that also has an impact because there's just probably less content circulating than mm. it normally would be in the lead up and a lot of the newspapers probably haven't I think we and what we get interested in is a microcosm of what the media gives us and, and is covering and there's so much other stuff going on COVID Black Lives Matter etc at the moment that I feel like this is probably quite easily slipped under the radar because for the last 12 weeks in kind of editorial conference at various news publications across Australia, it would have been like, anything going on in sport? No, you're not playing? Cool, next. Like, as opposed to, you know, normal times where there'd be quite a lot going on in, in sport. So I think even that, kind of the media almost feels like they're still coming out of a bit of a, a, bit of a slumber, so to speak. Mm. Do you think you'll go back into the consumption of football media in, in that cycle of, you know, 360 on a Monday because obviously talking footy got the flick so even Channel 7 is getting rid of some of its core well yeah and so yeah, that's ex- like again there's, there's less core product um, three like yes but again like I think that also the other thing that footy's grappling with is people have probably realised uh, that I don't really watch I've probably watched a lot of more movies than you know I probably would have prior to COVID caught up on TV shows read a lot more so I think people will actually, there's a challenge in itself for something like 360 to just immediately grab everyone back like they would have pre-COVID because I think a lot of people have, their lives have now got different rhythms and footy's now contending with that as well, even just in terms of their consumption habits. You know, like I probably haven't watched a footy TV program since we went on, you know, onto standby. Um, and it's not that I won't, I'll probably watch 360 next week, but... Um, yeah, I think that you kind of learn what you can live without 
to an extent and you kind of probably realise that, you know, not enough happens in footy every single day for there to be probably this, the amount of conversation that there is mm. around it. So I, I sometimes the interesting thing will be like it could be that we get less coverage and better quality coverage. I don't know what the kind of the kind of way that the the landscape kind of resets will will be now. There's probably a huge potential for it to go back to the original rhythm of you know Thursday night teams get released. Maybe there's a footy show Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's footy Monday. There's a review. There's a gap in the middle of the week, and we go again. Because I quite like the the immediate three sixty that recaps the round. Yeah, like as a kind of analysis show, and then they kind of fill their weeks with their kind of regular visitors, yes, so their yeah. players and their coaches, etc. Which is kind of you have moments where those things are really good, and then you have weeks where nothing's happened. There's no interesting discussion point, and it kind of falls flat. Um, and that's where, like, even with a lot of that content now, they share all the good stuff on social media. You can watch the 10-minute segment that you need to catch up on if you want to see what Bob said or Jack said or whoever. Um, And I think that's probably, you know, do you need to sit down and watch 50 minutes of AFL 360 every week? I think a lot of footy fans probably don't feel they need to do that anyway. And I guess the other thing is, like, a lot of footy um, consumption comes from being on Twitter, and I'm just on Twitter a lot less. Um, And that comes from not working as a journalist. Like, I was pre-COVID, but also just, like, realising that Twitter's a bit boring sometimes and there's not really that much going on other than a whole lot of people yelling at each other so you know those things are all kind of things that have happened because of the, the shutdown and lockdown um that have kind of just changed everyone's landscapes yeah so my last question for you then is that last three years if richmond had lost to collingwood you'd be a very sad boy for a couple of days do you have any substantial motivational investment into the result of this game tomorrow night a bit nice to win it's always nice to win but like I think I said before, and I've said to a couple of people, like... Even to the extent where Alex Rance, you know, did, like, was injured for a whole season and you wrote, like, a eulogy poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like... Will you be doing anything like that if... Well, no, because I also don't, don't know, like... I think no one has any idea what's going to happen. Like, Mick Malthouse was predicting his top eight. And I'm like, Mick, I'm pretty sure you don't have the fitness numbers for every AFL player and how they've come back from 10 weeks in shutdown and then into four weeks of training. Like, who's going to get soft tissue injuries? How has everyone managed the break? I think Richmond should be very well prepared for that as a fairly eminent and good outfit. But, like, no one really knows. Like, what if six of the Richmond blokes did nothing in isolation or lockdown? Like, no one really knows how this year is going to pan out, which is good. But at the same time, like, people are trying to predict... Like, I'd hate to be a betting man this weekend. Like, how have you got any idea... I just hope that you come to a stage where you can kind of embrace footy again. Because I do feel like you're slightly jaded and fair enough. The world's a weird and strange place at the moment. But I feel like that's, that's my take on it, is coming into this, it's like this is another step back to what it was like beforehand, especially if you go super macro. Just because the world is pretty shitty doesn't mean people should have to sacrifice no. their, their micro comforts and privileges and whatever. And so it's like footy... We are privileged to live in Australia, have a beautiful game like Aussie Rules, and be able to watch it on our tellies. And all of those things, and are those things, I think should be cherished and kind of oh, enjoyed correct. and embraced. But I, but I think that's also like even like sitting there in the last two weeks, going, "Oh, gee, it's actually really fucking lucky, right?" Like I don't often when we call ourselves a lucky country. Yeah. We're like there's a lot of countries that are pretty know, lucky, are similarly yeah. lucky. Yeah. But right now, I'm like we are an island in the middle of an ocean, very long way from everyone else. If you shut the borders, that's yeah. you pretty much shut the virus. Yeah. And that's what's happened. So for the first time, I probably, oh, yeah, you know, last three weeks, like, and even just, like, the government actually managing to enact 
you know, decent wage subsidy systems in a very quick turnaround yeah. time that a lot of countries just haven't been, been able yeah. to do. Um, a lot of that stuff makes you, oh, yeah. And so, like, footy is like an added bonus, but generally my vibe at the moment is already like, oh, yeah, life's pretty good, like all things considered. And, and that's when you get micro, because when you then go super macro, you get like, whoa. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. And that's for a whole, that's rising tensions with China, yada, yada, yada. There's yeah. a whole load of other stuff playing into that. But yeah, our kind of micro level Australian existence right now is good. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what footy means to you in the year 2020. Drop us a line on the Sporting Chance Magazine's Facebook page or on Twitter via at SC underscore MAG underscore AUS.